Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Nine Leaders Podcast. Uh, I am still on vacation, and uh, so these are all coming to you pre-recorded. So, um, yeah, I don't get to be live with you guys, which is a, a bummer because I enjoy being live. Hold on, there's gonna be a zip noise because I'm gonna take my jacket off. Okay, zip noise complete. All right, couple housekeeping things, and then we will jump into today's content. So tomorrow, I actually will get to be live with you guys because we are doing the for Q&A, which means I need more questions for fours. So if you haven't gotten that in yet, send it to me on Instagram, Facebook, uh, wade at nineleaders.com, or click on the link in the um, description of the podcast, and it'll let you leave me a voicemail, which is super cool as well. Uh, We have an interview coming up. I will be interviewing a lovely woman by the name of Elizabeth Bennett, who is an Enneagram coach. She runs an Instagram account called Enneagram.life, so period in between Enneagram and life, which um, offers some really cool resources. I'm excited to do that interview. Uh, Yeah, so that's going to be really cool. So I'm excited to have that. Keep an eye on social media. Since I am out of town and I'm recording these way in advance, I'm recording this on May 28th. um, If any major changes happen, keep uh, I'll post all that on Facebook and Instagram. So just keep an eye on that if anything major changes. And then the last piece of... um, of housekeeping. If you enjoy this podcast, you feel like you're getting some sort of value out of it and you would like to give some value back, there should be a link in the podcast description to uh, support us through Anchor. Uh, If you choose to do that, I will be eternally grateful. You know, maybe you get some value out of this, but you're not quite ready to take the step into actually hiring a coach, or maybe you just don't have the money for that right now, but you'd like to give a little bit. That's a great place to do that. Eventually, I'm probably going to start a Patreon to post some of the uh, meditations and stuff that I'm talking about that'll... um, That'll give you guys some value in in return for supporting. That may have already happened, depending upon when this goes out. But keep an eye on social to to know whether or not that is uh, is is live or not. So, all right, that is all of the housekeeping. I got through that in record time, two minutes and eight seconds. Way to go, me! Uh, today we're going to cover fours paths to health. So, what are some things that fours can do to move away from their unhealthy patterns and become more functional in relationships, more functional at work, more functional personally? Uh, how, how can they move towards that integration that we talk about? I like to give four paths, one that is something that is natural to the personality type that's healthy and should be leaned into, uh, one that is something that is natural to the personality type but may be a hindrance, might kind of be holding them back and, and may need to be walked away from. And then one that moves us away from our stress point, so twos in the case of four, and one that moves us towards our healthy point, so ones in the case of four. So something that's natural and really healthy for fours is to lean into this natural creativity. So oftentimes creativity can kind of get put into a box of are you a songwriter or a painter or some sort of artist what fours bring in a creative way is they're able to see what's missing in ways that other people can't. And oftentimes that, that arises through creative means. It's some sort of aesthetic or some sort of unique way of looking at things. So it's not always artistic, but it is something that helps to express emotionally. Fours often feel like emotions are too big and too deep to express. So some sort of creative pursuit is natural to most of them. It's a way to contextualize and to express the strong emotions that they feel. So like I said, this doesn't necessarily mean you will be or have to be a professional artist. There's a a stigma that all fours are artists and all artists are fours, and that's not really true, but all fours do have a creative edge which needs to be capitalized on. 
So draw or write or sing or cook or design or plan or whatever it is that allows you to flow with your emotions in a way that kind of makes you come alive to them as opposed to being a slave to them. So find out what that is and and do it as often as you can. I write songs and short stories and poems all the time and not all of them see the light of day, but those pursuits do help me to make sense of what is going on in my interior. And for a lot of fours, it can be helpful to, to do something like that to help them kind of contextualize what's going on inside. Secondly, fours need to work towards stopping identifying with their emotions. So you feel angry, but you are not angry. You feel sad, but you are not sad. Too often fours get into trouble when something makes them angry, and that's all that we're able to see. So meditation is a great way to start moving towards this, sitting in stillness and paying attention to your interior, what's going on inside. As a four, you're good at feeling and identifying your emotions, but too often we get caught up in them and we identify with them and we, we, we sort of claim them too much as our own instead of just saying they're something I'm experiencing. We believe that they are something that we are. So as you sit, notice the emotions that come online and allow them to just sort of pass through you without getting involved with them, without identifying with them. You feel angry, great. Notice that, kind of just let the anger pass and feel it, but don't identify with it. As you practice this in meditation, it'll become a lot easier for you to do that in the real world. As emotions come online in day-to-day situations, you'll better be able to notice them and allow them to pass without identifying with them. Feeling and being are two different things. That can be really hard for a lot of fours to understand, but this practice might help you to start moving towards that. So I can get sad and it could color my entire day. Or I can be happy and that's the entire morning, but then something sets me off in the evening and I'm angry the rest of the evening. I can lose sleep identifying too much with that anger or too much with that sadness or too much with that excitement. I'm not great at letting go of those emotions and letting them pass like clouds. Instead, I cling to them and I allow them to disrupt me. And a lot of fours do that. We cling to these emotions and allow them to disrupt our day-to-day lives. If I don't practice this meditation regularly, my wife notices and she'll ask me whether or not I've been meditating because she sees that I'm starting to identify with a strong emotion. When I practice regularly, I find it easier to achieve that level of equanimity that lets me say, I feel sad, and then allow it to sort of pass through me, do its work that it needs to do, but not identify with it. To move away from stress, fours need to move away from two. And the ways that most fours move towards two is they, they, they get this feeling that they are owed something, that they are unique and special, and they've brought their uniqueness and their specialness to people, and that's gone unseen and unheard, and now they feel entitled to some form of payment for what they brought to the table. And it can be hard for fours to let go of how they're responded to. When we bring our full and authentic selves to somebody and reject it, it's, it's hard to not tie self-worth to how we're received. And oftentimes what fours will do is we start telling stories about the ways that we're being received. We, we assume too much. Fours will often uh, assume that someone doesn't like them or assume that somebody's angry about them. And we tell these stories that aren't entirely accurate. More often than not, fours are projecting their own insecurities and their opinions of themselves onto others. I feel, I feel like I did a bad job, so I assume that you feel like I did a bad job. So fours need to try to not get so wrapped up in the stories that they are telling themselves about other people. 
fours begin to believe their stories and become resentful of the characters that they have made up for people. So a lot of times if somebody asks me like, hey, can you meet next week? And they don't give me any context. I might make up a story about what they want to meet about. And more often than not, it's something that's negative. I find something that maybe I did or said that could have offended them and I write a whole story around it. And if I'm not careful, I'll begin to believe that story and I'll carry the energy of that story into the conversation. I do, I do work with a group called Worship Mob and a few weeks ago, the guy who leads it asked to grab lunch with me uh, in a couple of days, you know, like three or four days out, he asked me if I could have lunch with him. And I spent a good bit of time thinking through what I could have done to put my involvement with that group in jeopardy. What could I have done to be to be kicked out or to be limited? And earlier that day, I had seen a, a post from another member of the group who posted something on social media about people not being spiritual enough or evangelical enough on their social media. So I immediately made this story up that that was directed at me, that, that they had perceived that I was not humble enough. And I made up this whole story about how that was the problem. And I began to rehearse how I was going to defend myself. And luckily, in this instance, I caught myself doing it before I started to react emotionally to my own story. And that's lucky because when I finally had the meeting, it was nothing bad at all. He just wanted to hang out and get to know me a little bit more. There was no disciplinary motive. There was nothing bad that needed to be talked about, but I had made up a story. Had I allowed myself to embrace that story and identify with the emotions that came up in that story, that meeting could have gone a lot different and could have had a lot more drama than it necessarily needed to have. Now, fours aren't the only ones who make up stories and and drama in their head, but it can be a major stumbling block for fours. So I've adopted two strategies to deal with this that I would like to share. So whenever somebody asks me to meet in a few days or a few weeks, I will almost always ask them what it's regarding. And I used to think that was really inappropriate. Like somebody would ask me to meet and I would just say, yeah, then I would try to guess and figure out what they wanted to talk about. And then one day my mentor asked me if I wanted to go to breakfast in a few days. And I agreed and we set a time. And as soon as we agreed on a time, he looked at me and he said, so you should really ask me what we're meeting about. And that was a shock to me. I didn't realize I'm allowed to ask that. I would think that that people would would find offense to that or or feel like I was pushing them into something. But you're, you're allowed to ask. And if they say no, most of the time I will refuse to have that meeting in order to protect my own interior. If you're not willing to tell me what we're meeting about, then I'm not going to have a meeting with you. And that's normally, most of the time, that's appropriate. You're allowed to do that, but not always. Sometimes they won't tell you, and sometimes you aren't really in a position to say no. Like in a professional environment, you can't really tell your boss, no, I won't meet with you unless you tell me what it's about. So in these moments, another type of meditation can help. When you notice that you're writing a story, when you notice that you're starting to come up with something in your head, take a moment and pause and ask yourself what here is real and what here is made up. And train yourself to start noticing that your stories are coming online and how you're emotionally reacting to that and then you can begin to control it. So if you catch yourself writing a story before your reaction comes online, you can circumvent it and not go into that unhealthy space of suspicion and anxiety and resentment. Sometimes, though, it's, it is healthy to talk through the story and maybe talk through what, what could possibly happen, but the trick is to not to allow yourself to get emotionally involved. So notice that the story is coming online and engage with it, play with it, have a thought, have a conversation with yourself, but as soon as you notice that you're getting emotionally involved with the story that you're telling, find a way to, without, to, to, to withdraw, to pull out from that and keep yourself from going to that unhealthy place.
Lastly, fours need to learn some structure and discipline as they move towards one. So it is healthy to have rhythms and routines. It's not going to hurt your authenticity. Just because you wake up one morning and you are authentically feeling lazy, you still have to get up and do work. You still have to get up and do something. That's not going to contradict your authenticity. It's not going to contradict your, your, your realness that you're not acting in accordance with that. You have to act in accordance with your best interests, not necessarily with how you feel all the time. And that can be tricky, so start small. So give yourself a routine. Set a time to wake up and wake up at that time every single morning. Make your bed up every day, no matter what. Make a calendar and stick to it as best you can. Routines are super, super healthy for fours. So Monday through Friday, I wake up no later than 8 a.m. and I make a cup of coffee and I write a script for a podcast and I take a shower, I get myself presentable and I record and I stream that podcast. Once it's uploaded, I make some Instagram posts and then I focus the rest of my day on writing. And I, lay, I leave that kind of ambiguous, what I do during that time, but that time is set. So that can look like writing more scripts for future episodes. That can look like songwriting or story writing. Um, I can flex with the specificity of what I'm doing and what I'm writing and what I'm working on, but I will work until five. And that plan and structure has helped me to be far more prolific in the content that I'm making, both in my nine leaders work and in my other creative pursuits. I didn't lose identity in scheduling my creative work. Rather, I became better and more practiced at expressing it and getting value out of it. So find a way to, to plan. Find a way to put some structure in your life. It's a lot easier to have structure imposed on you from the outside when you've gotten used to imposing structure on yourself. So in brief, fours, lean to your creativity. It helps express your interior. Adopt a meditation practice to notice your emotions before you identify with them. Adopt a meditation practice to notice when you're writing a story and reacting to it and figure out how you can circumvent that by pulling yourself out of it by seeing what's real and authentic in the actual moment, in the actual real world. And lastly, adopt some structure in your daily routine. You can afford it. It won't kill you. So those are four basic paths to health for four. There's plenty of, of ways to go about uh, uh, reaching equanimity and reaching health as a four, as any type. And these are just some suggestions. And these suggestions might look different in your context. Maybe you do have structure, but you're still feeling really stressed out about it. Maybe you, you, you're good at noticing when the stories come online, but you still, you still react to them. Or, or maybe you, you find that you're reacting to your emotions before you're actually feeling them, that you're having a reaction to them before they even come online and you need some help trying to widen that gap between noticing and reacting. Or, or maybe you're just having some trouble getting that creative edge going. It looks different in everybody's context. So, like I say at the end of all of these podcasts, I would love to sit down with you and just take a look at what's going on in your life. What's not working? What are your goals that you're working towards and what it's keeping you from getting there? And how can we come up with some solutions, some really practical stuff that's catered and, and tailored to your life that can be helpful in moving you towards your goals, moving towards some health. So if you're interested in that, if you're a four, if you're any number and you're interested in that, go to www.9leaders.com, click on the coaching link. It'll set up an email that you send me and then we will schedule a time and it'll be uh, really wonderful to get to sit and chat with you about what's going on in your world. So I'd love to do that. So there you go. That is fours 
uh, paths to health. Tomorrow is the Q&A, and so I get to be live with you guys, so I'm really excited that I get to, to be live from either Tennessee or Alabama, one of those two places. I'll either be on a boat or I'll be in a cute little cottage out in the middle of, uh, of Alabama, so... I'm excited to, to sit with you guys and talk with you and answer some questions. So send more questions if you have them. Today will be the last opportunity to do that. And I look forward to seeing you all tomorrow during the Q&A.